Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome to this online teaching. We talk about the power of the words that comes from our mouth. It's a projection of our spirit. If our spirit is pure, life flows out. If our spirit is defiled, it brings about death. So our words are so important. The Bible tells us that it, is, it has the power of life and death. And that's what we uh, talked about last week. But this week, we want to continue to talk about how we need to control our tongue, how we need to tempt our tongue, bring it under submission so that we will not speak evils, but we will speak goods. And so the title of this uh, message will be Living a Good and Blessed Life by Taming the Tongue. The book of 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, it says, For whoever would love life and see good day must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. Okay? Whoever wants to, whoever loves life and want to see good days. The first and most important thing is to keep our tongue from evil and from deceitful speech. So, if we want to live a good life and a blessed life, it is not about how much money you earn, you know, how well you can live externally. There are some truth in it. But the most important thing is, if we want to live a good and blessed life, it has to do with harmonious relationship. It has to do with knowing how to build relationship that brings life, that brings peace, that brings love and joy. And we see the reality of today's world, you know, how many of these super rich experience broken marriages, broken uh, families, and uh, they have everything, more than, more than everything. But in the areas of relationship, many of them has failed. So the Bible tells us that if we want to see, uh, if we love life, if we treasure life, if we want to live a blessed life, the first and foremost thing is we need to know how to tame or control our tongues and keep it from evil and speaking deceitful speech. And this is so true, you know, even in church life. The things that disturb and hurt us most in church is not 
uh, that we don't do things well, but it's in the area of relationship. It brings so much uh, damage, so much hurt uh, into our lives. So our tongue must be tempted, must be kept under uh, submission, uh, under control. How does the Bible describe our tongue? In James 3 verse 6, it tells us that the tongue also is a fire, a word of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole cost of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. These are words written to Christians, telling us the evil that could come if we do not control our tongues. So it says the tongue is a fire. We know out of it flows life when we speak words that is uh, beneficial, edifying, encouraging, positive. You know, it, it builds life. When we uh, have good news, we spread the good news, yes. You know, that's what the tongues can do. But here the scripture describes the tongue is a fire in a negative way. It talks about the tongue is being set on fire by hell. That means Satan will control our tongue and bring damages, destruction in our life, in relationship. So we must know how to tempt, tempt it, how to keep it under submission, how to uh, control it so that it works for our good, it brings about life rather than brings about deception. It is it speak forth truth rather than being used by Satan because it's set on fire by hell to bring destruction, hurts, and pain, suffering to people. And uh, the Bible describes the tongue can corrupt the whole body. It can set the cause of your life. In destruction. Can you see? The tongue is almost like central to our life. If you can control the tongue, you can control your whole life. If you abuse the use of the tongue, if you allow this, this tongue to be lit by hellfire, it brings destruction to your life, to your future. So, I hope we begin to understand how important our tongue, out the words that we speak, the result that it will bring to our life. It's staggering, isn't it? The tongue can control the whole life. If you can control the tongue, you, can, you control your whole life. If you can't, it, it destroys, it brings about destruction uh, to your life. James 3 verse 2, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault 
in what they say is perfect, able to keep the whole body in check. So can you see? If you can control your tongue, that means you can control your whole whole body. So, unfortunately, tongue is the most difficult. Uh, this uh, instrument to control. James three verse seven and eight goes on to say, "All kinds of." Animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamped, and have been tamped by mankind. But no man, no human being can tamp the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. I hope we take note of it. No human. Can tempt the tongue, and uh, we have wisdom. Human being have wisdom. You know, we can bring the ferocious lion or tiger, uh, 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 this cobra, these vicious animals. We can control them, bring them under submission. But yet, the Bible describes no man is able to control. And bring the tongue in total uh, submission. So that's the reality, and, and and we need to take note, and and so that we understand the importance of keeping our tongue in control, so that it will not bring about uh, damage. So when the tongue is Out of control. When the tongue is set on fire by hell, how does that happen? We talk about bitterness. We talk about anger. Controlled by our emotion, so that、uh, Satan can come in through a defiled heart. And so that's when the tongue are set on fire by hell. Demons has come in to manipulate, to control. When that happened, the tongue become a restless evil. It will not stop. It will because the 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 hell fire has has.、Uh, Explode! It will not stop. It will continue to burn. It will continue to spread. It will continue to bring destruction. I don't know how many of you have watched television, you know, in recent time because of climate change, and the the the, the forest fire. They just keep burning and burning acres, hundreds and thousands of acres of this this uh, uh, woodland are just. Burn away. You cannot control it. You cannot put it out. So that is a picture of a person who is filled with hellfire, who is filled, with, whose heart is defiled by bitterness and anger, and 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 is is out to 
prove himself, out to take revenge and out to justify himself. The tongue of that person become a restless uh, evil. It will continue to to bring damage, destruction, until there's nothing else to burn. So that's why the Bible teaches us that we need to be separated from this kind of people, have nothing to do with them. Because if you don't, it will continue to burn. And that's why in some of the areas, when they want to contain the fire, when they do not want the fire to continue to spread, what they do is they clear off certain area so that there is a division, there is a, a gulf, a separation from the raging spreading fire. So that when they come to this place, there's nothing to burn. They, they cannot keep spreading. And I think that's what the scripture tells us. The reason why we need to separate from those who uh, defile, who, who, those who, uh, whose words are out to deceive and out to justify themselves and out to uh, bring destruction. They don't care about unity. They don't care about you know, uh, uh, keeping in, in oneness. So the tongue is a restless evil. And, and we need to bring it under control. And then it goes on to say, full of deadly poison. Deadly. It's out to kill. When a person's heart is filled with bitterness, anger, and hatred is out to kill. So they will accuse whoever that they are working against. They will slander. They will, they will say anything, you know, because they're set on fire by hell, by demons. There will be, always be certain measure of truth. So the person is, is thinking that they are doing right because Maybe there is a measure of truth in what they say, but it's a twisted truth. Accused and slandered, they are out to kill. Deadly poison. Because hell has broken loose through that tongue. Satan has come in to control the person. We're not talking about non-Christians. We're talking about People who are in church, Christians, those who sing hallelujah, those who praise the Lord. But if we do not guard our hearts, if we do not protect our hearts from bitter roots, this will happen. And we see it happen. You have known cases in a church, things that happen that way, isn't it? And that's why sometimes we are so shocked. You know, how could that loving person become so vicious that words they speak? Why? It's set on fire by hell. Demons has come in. So we need to, when that happens, we really need to have a separation. 
and do not give fuel to the person by lending your ear to listen to them. Because when you lend your ear to listen to them, they will continue to burn. But when they have no object, nobody is listening to them, the fire will die down because there is no fuel for them to burn. So some of us, we are actually uh, instrumental in allowing the fire to sp- the, the hell fire to spread in our midst. Because you want to be good, you want to have a listening ear, where else you should have isolated yourself and say, no, this is demonic a spirit, and uh, I'm not going to have part to do with that. So, that's why the Bible says the bitter roots will cause us trouble and uh, 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 defile many people because it is set on fire by hell. And so what do we do? We must keep our tongues from evil and do good. Right? They are, they are, the, the, the Bible in, in Peter here, it describes it as this way. Let's, let's read it. He says, Whoever would love life and see good days, must, you must keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceitful speech. Must. That means if you can't control your tongue, there will be trouble. There will be problems. And the good life, the the blessed life you hope would not happen. You know, people who pray for God to bless them to bless them with good life, the Bible is saying, yeah, you can have a good and blessed life. Just control your tongue. Just know how to use your tongue in the right way. Then, you will have a good life. You will have a blessed life. And then, the second thing that we must do, first is, our tongue must be under control and not give our tongue to evil, to speak evil and fill with deceitful speech. Secondly, we must turn from evil and do good. We must turn from evil and do good. So it's not just a superficial, on the surface, keeping our tongue under control. But the fire of hell is burning inside. Do you know some people... They don't say anything, but hellfire is in them. It's a matter of time when it explodes. So the Bible is not talking about that kind of suppression. It's talking, it, it, it wants, the Bible wants to deal with the heart because out of it flows whatever is inside whether it's evil, whether it's good. So we've got to deal with our heart if we want to tempt the tongue. So it's deeper than just keeping an outward ring over the speech or over our tongue. But there is an inner repentance. There is a humility that we are 
are willing to acknowledge, yes, there is evil in me. Yes, there is bitterness in me. There is anger in me. There is frustration. You know, you are not denying the truth. But rather you see them as sin and repent and turn away from evil instead of being proud, arrogant, you know, stiff-necked, insisting that you are right and you want to you know, destroy the other person with your words. So only a humble person, person with humility, is able to control the tongue. Look at the, the, the Word of God in Luke 6, verse 45. He said, a good man brings good things out of the good store up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil store up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So you can see, in order to control the tongue, it begins in the heart. Right? We've got to examine our heart. We've got to turn away. We must turn away from evil. And uh, it goes on to say, not just turning away from evil, but do good. Do what is right. When there is repentance, then you need to go and be reconciled with the person. Go and apologize to the person when you know you're wrong. You know, many times people just keep quiet as if nothing happened. They just carry on. You know, when they are so proud and arrogant, when they speak slander and words, they have no control over their tongue. But when it comes to repentance, comes to uh, uh, Acknowledging their fault, they are silent. They are not prepared to just bow, humble themselves and say, yes, I was wrong. Please forgive me for what I said, for what I've done. But we say you must turn away from evil and do good. Do good. It brings about a change when there is true repentance in the heart. It brings about a change of behavior, a transformation that comes. If you want to, you love life and you want a good life, a blessed life, that's what we must do. And then the next thing it says we must do is we must seek peace and pursue it. We must seek peace and pursue it. That means seek restoration, seek to live in peace with people, with those you have problem with. If you want a good life, if you want a blessed life. So seeking peace and pursuing peace, it always comes at a cost. Sometimes it's a compromise on both sides. Sometimes there are, uh, yeah, reconciliation and, and acknowledgement from both parties. And uh, it, it comes at a cost, at a price. But we must seek it, we must pursue it. Remember, those who function in heavenly wisdom, those who know the heart of God, those who know the mind of God, this is the thing that God is after. 
that we may be peacekeeper. And we know that we are comforted in a sense that when we have to suffer in seeking peace, when we have to, there are many times we have to humble ourselves, even though the other party may, may be so arrogant and so uh, disrespectful. We humble ourselves because we want peace. And when we do that, you know, God is watching over us. God understands how difficult some people can be, and He is with us. And the, the next verse in 1 Peter 3, verse 12, it says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is good, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. So many times those people, when they speak, they are threatening us. They are, you know, intimidating us. They want us to, to, uh, to submit to what, they are saying. So God is saying, no, don't, don't be threatened by them. Don't be afraid of them. I'm with you. You just pray to me. Just cry out to me because I am for the righteous. And he said his face will turn against those who do evil. He's talking about Christians here. Christians who allow hellfire to set their tongues burning bringing about destruction to the house of God, to the people of God, to, to the family of God. He said, the eyes of the Lord is watching. And he will turn his face against these people. So this uh, evening, uh, we have come to understand how crucial, how central, how important is our tongue, is the words that we speak to the well-being of our life. May we, by the grace of God, know how to keep our tongues from evil, how to tamp, control our tongue. More than that, there's a repentance in our hearts. There is a searching of our hearts so that we guard our hearts from evil. And we remember to continue to pursue peace, restoration, healing. And uh, this is also crucial for us to live a good life, to live a blessed life. May the Lord bless you. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you in the name, uh, in the name of Jesus that you have come to bless us. You have come to heal our life. You have come to restore and, and, and transform our life. You have come to give us peace and, uh, and meaning and, and, and to, to live a good life. So Lord, we pray that this teaching will be embedded into our hearts so that we'll know how to say the right thing in the right way, how to bring about peace and harmony 
in our relationship with ourselves, with our family members, with the church family, so that we will live a good life. We thank you. Bless your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.